Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 21st of June. The New South Wales Premier says the next few days will be critical for Sydney as authorities try to contain the latest COVID outbreak that's spreading across the city. Only two new locally acquired infections were recorded yesterday, but the number of COVID exposure sites continues to grow, with health experts admitting it's a race to avoid a super-spreading event. The current Bondi cluster stands at nine, with all cases of the highly contagious Delta variant so far traced back to a Sydney limousine driver who tested positive to COVID last week. The New South Wales government has now announced face masks are mandatory at indoor venues across seven local government areas. But the Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, has not ruled out further restrictions. But we can't drop the ball now. We have to make sure we're not complacent. We have to make sure uh, that we are complying to what we're asking you to do, please. Meantime, in some good news on the COVID front, Queensland health officials late last night revealed a flight attendant that had tested positive to COVID does not have the highly contagious Delta variant. The woman, aged in her 30s, had completed 14 days of hotel quarantine and returned three negative tests before testing positive shortly after she was released. It's still not known how she contracted the virus. An emergency national cabinet meeting will be held today with the government's bungled vaccine rollout top of the agenda. It comes after Canberra changed its health advice last week on the AstraZeneca vaccine, recommending it not be given to those under the age of 60. University of New South Wales strategic health consultant Bill Botell says currently only 3.2% of Australians are vaccinated and that's well behind places like the UK on 45% and Israel on 57%. Bill Botell telling the project right now there is a real problem with supply in the country, especially with the Pfizer vaccine. And the supply goes back to the decision taken by the federal government last year to only go with AstraZeneca They made that decision on the 19th of August on commercial and political grounds, not medical advice, really, uh, and to reject the offers that were made by Pfizer and Moderna to have priority access to production of the mRNA vaccines. Also making news this Monday morning, there's growing speculation of a leadership spill within the National Party. There are reports there could be a challenge from former leader Barnaby Joyce when the party room meets today. Current leader and acting PM Michael McCormack telling News Corp, quote, people aren't dissatisfied with what I'm doing as Deputy Prime Minister. They want my job. There's a big difference there. And rallies have been held across the country to get a Tamil family back home to Biloela in Queensland. Four-year-old Tanika has been discharged from hospital after battling a blood infection, with the family of four now in community detention in Perth after they were moved from Christmas Island, where they've been held since 2019. Family friend Angela Frederick says the support they've received has been overwhelming. Just to see all the, all the people speaking, all the people with signs, they just, they have so much hope. They... They just are feeling so loved and accepted and that that is really keeping them going. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we begin this morning in Victoria and authorities have shut down a number of businesses for alleged breaches of the state's COVID rules. One venue was shut down for trading illegally during lockdown, while another didn't have mandatory QR code systems in place for contact tracing. Our reporter James Lake has the details from Melbourne. Yeah, health authorities won't be going easy on these businesses or any others tasked caught out breaching the rules. On top of those seven businesses shut down, there are another 169 instances of companies caught out not complying with the QR code system. Penalties have ranged from hundreds of written warnings to 17 heavy fines being dished out worth more than $52,000. And to Queensland, and a 48-year-old woman has died after a fishing trip with her husband. Their tinny capsized in dangerous conditions in Moreton Bay. The 54-year-old man had made an emergency call when the couple got into trouble, authorities finding him clinging to the sunken tinny after a 14-hour search. Brisbane reporter David Shiraz has more. Good morning, Tash. Well, the couple were returning from a day of fishing when their boat hit dangerous weather. A family member receiving a short phone call from the 54-year-old alerting them to the fact his boat was taking on water, but the call was quickly terminated. The three-second phone call was long enough to alert authorities, with water police, a helicopter and the Coast Guard scrambled to search for the pair. The man eventually winched to safety on Sunday morning. Tragically, though, his 48-year-old wife slipped away from the boat during the rough conditions. Her body was found by police a few hours later. Now, for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Just when it looks safe to go into the stock market, the experts are tipping a big drop today. That's right, Tash. Spooking share players on Friday on Wall Street were comments by a US central bank official who said US interest rates would have to rise next year. Only a week ago, the official line was rates would rise in 2024, and then it became 2023, which the stock market didn't like even last week. And now only one official has speculated that it would be 2022, and it could be wrong, but the short-term influence who play stocks would use any reason to sell or buy. I suspect this will be a short-term sell-off and a buying opportunity for the courageous. And talking about interest rates, Peter, there's so much ongoing speculation. Are they set to increase? We were promised they wouldn't increase for a number of years by the Reserve Bank. But some interesting speculation from the boss of Westpac. Yeah, the boss of the economics team at Westpac is one of the best interest rate tipsters, and that's Bill Evans. He's a chief economist, has looked at last week's big fall in unemployment from 5.5% down to 5.1% and is now telling us the Reserve Bank will have to hike rates in 2023. But that still is at least 18 months away. And a local company is cutting a slice of the song market dominated by Spotify and Apple, raising a sweet-sounding $50 million US dollars. That's nice. Yeah, the company is called Song Trader, and this was a Series D funding round, which usually goes before a listing on the stock market. That looks likely next year with Song Trader providing a Spotify-like product to businesses rather than consumers, which is proving to be a big hit with its customers. Wonderful as always. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers.
now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, the AFL fixture will push for crowns to return in Melbourne as it continues to monitor the ongoing situation with COVID in both New South Wales and Queensland. Yes, good morning to you, Tash. They'll meet with key stakeholders uh, early this week. They're pushing for crowds to return in Melbourne this weekend. We've got round 15 coming up. Now, the application is for 50%. Reports that that will be denied by the Victorian government with maybe a cap of around 30% more likely. Now we've got this COVID situation in Sydney. That could also cause chaos with the fixture. Now, the Hawks are due to play the Giants on Sunday in Sydney. At this stage, their coach, Alastair Clarkson, expects that to go ahead as planned. Yeah, until such times we're given an indication for the act of what's happening, we'll, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. And we had that one case in Queensland, so another situation that the AFL has to monitor. Now, the Hawks went down to the Bombers yesterday by 13 points in Launceston. A cracking game. Jake Stringer stepping up with four goals, a career-high 29 disposals. Their coach, Ben Rutten, says they've got some big challenges to come. Yeah, look, I think our next two games are Melbourne and Geelong, so that's going to be uh, awesome for our guys to be able to play a game against you know, top teams in the competition. Yeah, Bombers, one win outside the top eight. They're in great form at the moment. Talking about great form to the NRL now, Brett and Tommy Turbo, gosh, he's sensational. He turned it on yet again as the Sea Eagles this time stormed home to beat the Titans. Yeah, look out Queensland on Sunday because the New South Wales superstar is uh, showing no signs of slowing down. Had a hat-trick yesterday. He was one of their better performers in the first half when they trailed 24-8. to It was like two completely different sides came out of the sheds after half-time. They ran in nine unanswered tries. The final score, 56-24. to Ruben Garrick uh, had four tries himself, so he was great. But obviously, we're all talking about Tommy Turbo and Coach Des Hasler says that even he is in awe watching him. He's just a danger and and uh, with the ball in hand and um, his skill, you know, finding the pass. And the NRL can expect a call from Trent Barrett this morning after Canterbury went down to Parramatta yesterday. 8-2-6 again against us, 4-1 penalty gown against us, a penalty try, a sin bin, two wingers in the HIA, Herb in the HIA, Luke Thompson goes to the sin bin, they go back, put him in the bin. The Eels sit third after that result. Storm top of the table, but Harry Grant suffering another hamstring injury could be ruled out of origin two for Queensland. And Brett, it's finals time in both the NBL and A-League. Yeah, let's start with the NBL. Melbourne United, one win away from claiming the championship. They beat the Perth Wildcats 83-74 to in Game 2. It's been a long time since they've been in Melbourne because of the COVID situation, but Game 3 at this stage should be in their hometown. We're going home. That's the thing I'm absolutely happy about right now. I think a 30-game road trip and, you know, so proud of our group. That's their coach, Dean Vickerman. Some more silverware could be on the way for Melbourne City in the A-League. They're through to the grand final after a 2-0 win over MacArthur FC, the competition new boys. Next up for City, it is Sydney FC Saturday night's grand final. Big week ahead in sport. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And sad news out of the White House with the death of Joe Biden's dog, Champ. The 13-year-old was one of two German shepherds living with the US President and First Lady. In a statement, the Bidens say, in our most joyful moments and in our most grief-stricken days, he was there for us, adding, we love our sweet good boy, And we will miss him always. Rest in peace, champ. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. And we look forward to seeing you for another edition tomorrow. Listener.